This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, October 27, 2015. I'm Caleb Brown. The evidence for pre-K education hasn't changed much over recent years. A new study by researchers at Vanderbilt has found, again, that the benefits of pre-kindergarten education fade after a few years. Neil McCluskey, director of the Cato Institute's Center for Educational Freedom, discusses the findings. What do we already know about preschool for young children and what that what the payoff is? Well, there's a lot we don't seem to know about preschool. Um, what we have is basically if you look at the research in entirety, we have two studies of very small, very intensive programs from the 1960s and early 1970s uh, that seem to show there is some lasting benefit for, for pre-kindergarten. But You've got to understand, when I say small, each one had a treatment size of about 57 kids, and they were extremely intensive. So they involved home visits. They, had, they were run by the people who were trying to prove that their model worked as opposed to just people who you know, run pre-K centers. Uh, and, and so those are not at all analogous to what people are trying to get now, which is a universal pre-kindergarten to, to some extent. So some places will say, well, let's get all low-income five-year-olds. Let's get – some will say let's get all five-year-olds. Some will get, say let's get all low-income four- and five-year-olds or, or three- and four-year-olds rather. Um, but the drive is to have more and more kids in these programs. And so there have been studies of these more modern programs, but the large majority suffer from big methodological problems, as, as actually David Armour talked about in a Cato paper, came out about a year or so ago. Uh, they don't have random assignment studies. They use either regression discontinuity designs or other kinds of studies that don't allow you to especially control for the motivation of parents who are involved. These regression discontinuity designs, you can't actually follow the progression of kids who had pre-K versus those who don't. You can compare them for one year, but that's where you get to the real black box in, in pre-K, which is what we've seen is the benefits of pre-K, other than in these very small, very old, very intensive programs, the benefits don't seem to last. So studies of Head Start, early Head Start, uh, and now uh, for several years, a program in Tennessee have found that once you reach really almost the end of kindergarten, or to first grade, the kids who had pre-K don't seem to have any advantage versus the kids who didn't. And by third grade, you're starting to see potentially even negative effects. And that's what we've seen in the most recent study of the Tennessee pre-K program. Now, this uh, study was by Lipsy, Farron, and Hoffer of Vanderbilt University. They're in Nashville, Tennessee. What ultimately were findings that you found to be surprising or keeping in with uh, other research? Yeah, I don't know that any of it is surprising if you've read all this research uh, because the random assignment studies, which are really the best kind of studies we can do because they control for things like motivation of parents, uh, those have shown repeatedly that the value or the benefits of pre-K that we seem to see in kindergarten are gone by third grade. Now, there were some interesting smaller findings in this. One of the most interesting was that uh, 
ELL kids, so kids who, who are from families that speak another language, English language learners, sometimes they're called ESL, English as a second language, uh, they actually benefited or, or did the best in terms of improvements in education, but regardless of whether they went to pre-K or didn't go to pre-K, which is sort of interesting because you think the kids who are ELL, they have the biggest deficits to overcome. So that was sort of interesting, but that really wasn't the main uh, focus of this study. The main focus of the study is if you compare kids who are randomly assigned to pre-K versus kids who aren't, do the pre-K kids have benefits and do those last? And what this showed pretty clearly is, so by the end of kindergarten, uh, you see that the kids uh, who went to pre-K and those who didn't go to pre-K are doing about the same. Uh, then you get to first grade. And you start to see even more transition where the kids who didn't go to pre-K are, are doing a little better. And then by second or third grade, it's pretty clear. Those kids who didn't go to pre-K, at least in this study, seem to be doing better than those who did. And that's, of course, a surprising finding for most people if they haven't read the research before because you think, well, pre-K gives you a leg up. And if you have a leg up in a race, for instance, all other things being equal, you're going to win the race. And that doesn't seem to be what's happening. So, that, I mean, that is surprising. What are some ideas about why students who did not have uh, pre-K uh, perform better? And, and first of all, does that finding comport with other research in, in this area? Yeah, it, cer it certainly does. When you look at the random assignment studies, understanding that random assignment is not the, the primary kind of study we've seen. Uh, the kind of studies we've seen, though, are incapable, generally, of doing an apples-to-apples -apples comparison of students over time. So of the modern studies we've seen, uh, again, they're mainly of Head Start and Early Head Start, which are federal programs. We've also seen this Tennessee uh, study. What they consistently find is what's called fade out, which is the benefits for pre-K disappear. What nobody seems to know, certainly nobody's saying they have a definitive answer, is why you get that fade out. So some people think, well, maybe kids go to pre-K. And then they've got to wait for the kids who didn't while they're brought up to speed. That's possible. The researchers in Tennessee think, well, maybe what's happening is you see kids who go to pre-K get kind of burned out on, on academics a little earlier than other kids because they've had sort of an extra year. And that's why you see them kind of fall behind. There are other theories that you actually are most equipped to do most of your learning in the kindergarten and first grade years, so not while you're in pre-K. That's a little too young. So, of course, you see the biggest gains for anybody in pre-K, and that's when you – I mean, not in pre-K, but after pre-K. And that's when you see this catch-up and then maybe even some surpassing pre-K students. But in the end, these are all just really kind of loose theories, and nobody seems to, to have a definitive answer as to why we have fade-out for kids who go to pre-K. We just seem to see repeatedly that it exists. But there is nonetheless this push to advance, expand pre-K across the United States to essentially all children who attend public school. Yeah, the really terrible part of the pre-K debate uh, is with a lot of public policy and education debates is a lot of this evidence doesn't seem to matter in the rhetoric. So you'll hear the president, you'll hear people in, in states across the country say, the evidence is clear that high quality preschool leads to much better outcomes. And for every dollar we spend on it, we get $7 back. Now, they put, they base some of that in those really old 
really hyper-intensive programs, again, from the 1960s, early 1970s, which you simply cannot in any way say are analogous to universal pre-K. Then they ignore all the evidence that we've had since then that uses this top-quality random assignment uh, uh, methodology. And they'll say, okay, but we also have these other studies that say they're benefits, except they don't talk about the flawed methodology that doesn't actually allow you to track kids over time. And so it's a really hard slog to get the evidence, what we actually know about pre-K, into the forefront. Get it past all the people who just repeat the mantra of we know that pre-K works. Everybody thinks pre-K is great. We need to expand it so everybody has a, a head start. We've really got to start looking at that research. But, you know, for a politician, you want to give people stuff. And it's harder to give people stuff. You say, I'm going to give you something that doesn't work. So you just pretend you know it does work. And that's what we've seen way too often in pre-K. Neil McCluskey is the director of the Cato Institute's Center for Educational Freedom. Read more of his work at Cato.org.